can get a cranberry limeade made with Sprite Ooh. syrup. So my only beef with it's Sprite good. is the big sugary taste that's left in your mouth when you're done, right? It's like mm. cakes it in there. It's like, ah, 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 it's too much. Sprite Zero doesn't do that. I know. That's I why know. I drink Coke Zero. <laughs> I know. I love Coke Zero. <laughs> I didn't know Sprite made a zero. Oh, life changed. <laughs> it is. Well, Coke Zero was life changing. Sonic carries it. Mm-hmm. I think they make a Dr. Pepper Zero now. Oh, that's they gross. do. Zero sugar. Oh, my God. It's not as bad as Diet Dr. Pepper, but it's still not the same. Look, one of the things that bothers me the most when I go somewhere and I say, uh, do you have Coke Zero? And they said, no, no, we have Diet Coke. Okay. Look, this is night and day. Yes. Complete difference. 100%. 100%. You cannot know. You cannot You're substitute. You're not a Texan, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, We're you are? Well, Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> It just sounded like the North or something. My voice? Know. No, that statement. What's which statement? Night and day between Sprite or Diet oh. Coke and Coke Zero. Yeah. You don't say night and day? Or are you talking about between Coke Zero and Diet Coke? Yes. Okay. I, well, I happen to agree I, with him. I don't I don't do Diet yeah. Coke, period. At I don't all, I don't like ever. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't like Chick-fil-A. I'm a I'm a Coke. You want to record that? But I you know what? Like In Texas it's Coke no matter what it is. Yes. It can be a Dr. That's Pepper Sprite. It's still Coke. That's weird. Yeah. It's pop. <laughs> no. Whoa. It's not Whoa. Whoa. No, Michigan lady. It is Whoa. not pop. Not pop. pop. <laughs> is it, so it's or not even soda. soda up there? No, we say pop. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> pop. Pop. It's going to be fun. Do you combine them? Do you say soda pop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Soda, soda, soda yeah. pop. So, summer, no spring break. Spring break, 1975. Wow. Yeah. It gives away my age. I get it. But I'm good with that, you know? I can say I was not born. I'm good with that. I'm good with that, too. (laughs) Anyway, my sister and I, so we used to take my dad to work. He'd leave on a Monday morning, truck driver, and we'd have to be there Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock to pick him up. Spring break week. We get up Monday. We take him to work at 3 a.m. We get on I-75 and head south. We are headed for Fort Lauderdale. My mother doesn't have a clue. It took us uh, right at about 15 hours to get down there. So we had a good three days there because we had to get back by Thursday afternoon, right? There were people everywhere down there. My sister says, hey, let's get tattoos. (laughs) That's cool, right? Because you're three sheets of the wind. You really don't know anything anyway. You go first, she says. (laughs) So I go first. No lie. No, it doesn't. So I go first. She passes out. She doesn't get a tattoo. <laughs> True story. So many, many years later, I'm traveling to Detroit, where my mom and dad, that's where I grew up, where my mom and dad lived. And I stay at their house when I travel. Free hotel, right? So I'm in there getting ready, and mother comes in, and she says, Gladys Sue, what is that? She saw my tattoo for the first time. When was that? I think, uh, I know, I know. Look at that. (laughs) This leads into my verse. Um, That was probably 1994. Wow. So almost 20 years. Yeah, later. Didn't even know. What did you get? What was the tattoo? Oh, it's a heart, a yellow rose, actually. And here I sit in Texas. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, a yellow rose. Okay, so did she ever go back and get a tattoo? No. Ever? No. Oh my gosh. No. Just left you hanging out to dry. Yeah, let me hate you. Mm, that's Isn't hilarious. That 
That's funny. Wow. Well. Welcome to The Testament, a podcast that spotlights the amazing real-life stories of everyday people who've been transformed by their surrender to Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of one of the many miraculous before and after accounts of lives forever changed by encountering the Savior. Welcome to The Testament Podcast. My name is Brandon Barton. And I am Jeff Keck, and we are here with Sue Flayhot. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in Detroit, South Side. I'm a downriver kid. (laughs) Yeah. And so that was always fun. Um, Grew up there, graduated high school there, had all the intentions of going to college. Life happens. Mm. Never made it. Never made it. And that's Mm. okay because I got a son out of the deal, my boy James. (laughs) So... um, I got, there was no work there. So I really got to Texas, oh, 1982, hottest summer on record. Mm-hmm. And I get here. Wow. So, um, yeah, here I am. Well, what brought you to Texas? Then? Oh, work. There mm-hmm. was absolutely no work in Detroit area at all. So work brought us here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So here I am. Well, this podcast is about changing lives. Um, as a result of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. So tell us about your life with Christ. Oh, I don't, you know, many people say he found me, I found him. I don't know. The two of us had an encounter and it has been absolutely awesome since then. Mm, Um, I found Christ very late in life, actually. Uh, I think I was about 40 years old, Mm. uh, 40, 41 years old when I found Christ. And it has been a sweet adventure ever since. Yeah. So, let, so that was 41. So I want to hear about that story. But let's go prior to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about 1975, mm-hmm. um, Fort Lauderdale, three sheets to the wind, getting tattoos, all of that stuff. So tell me about your growing up. Tell me about your high school days, mm-hmm. your junior high or high school. Wow. Did you have college? You know, what, what, what were those years like prior to 41, prior to finding Jesus? What was your life like? Those years were like one big continuous party. Mm. It seemed like it never ended. Um, we it, And I have to tell you, Hebrews 1.14, mm. he sends ministering spirits to protect those that will inherit the kingdom. Yeah. I truly believe that. Mm. You don't hitchhike around Detroit trying to find the next party in the no 70s kidding. and mm. think you're going to get through it. Right. And so um, he loved me mm. before I even knew him. Mm. So those years were, um, wow, a big party. I will tell you it was a big party. Uh, I was married to uh, my second husband (laughs) uh, for about 24 years. Mm. We were married, but we were not married. Mm. To him and I, it was a big party. Mm. And we'd go this way. He'd go that way. I'd go this way. And sometime the next day, we're back at home and, you know, Acting like we're living life together. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's actually what brought me to Christ. I truly believe that. We got to a point where we knew something had to change. Something had to change. He got really sick, mm-hmm. landed in the hospital for like six weeks. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with him. 
Yeah, lo and behold, he tested HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And so um, that I think that's what it really said to me. You, you need to do something different. Yeah. Something needs to change. And so at the time, I was working out at the airport, and I knew this guy named Dave Flayhot. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'd watch him, and he'd like have prayer meetings, and he was always very uh, upbeat and happy. And there was something in him that I knew Oh, I wanted some of that. What is that? I couldn't figure that out, you know? And so um, ah, probably five or six years went by. And as God's timing would have it, the two of us became widowed, widow and widower, anyway, at about the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Dave, you want to go out with me? (laughs) I asked him out. (laughs) But anyway, it was 2004. And um, yeah, a lot, a bunch of women at First Baptist Eulis just totally led me to Christ. Mm-hmm. I needed that. Mm. I was sinking fast. And my son could see it. By then, my son was 17, 18 years old. He knew something was wrong with his mom. Yeah. Yeah. He was trying to figure out how to help. He didn't know. He, I did not raise my boy in church. Mm. If I could turn back and do anything different, it wouldn't be my life. Mm. It'd be his. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How did you end up in in church in the first place? Because of Dave? Yep. Absolutely. Well, no, I'll tell you what. No, because I was going to first Eulis before I met Dave. Mm -hmm. And so um, I came to know Christ in 2004. Dave and I started dating um, October 2004. And by March 2005, we were married. <laughs> like, Dave, we're old. What on earth are we waiting for? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's when I came to know Christ. So what got you in the doors of the church, though? You know, my life had just gone in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. It was my own heart that said, you need to do something different. Hmm. It was my. It was me. I knew I couldn't keep going on like that. Yeah. Did you already have friends that went there, and you went with them? No, just I just walked in the door. Walked in the door. Wow. No. Yep. I just walked in the door. <clears throat> Some had to change. Yeah. I grabbed hold of my son and said, "Let's go. We're hmm. doing this now." And that's when I've always been curious as to how how that um, how were you received in in the church initially like that. Just just walking in, not coming in with any friends or or anyone that you you knew right off the bat, but coming into a, I mean, not just a new area, but also, I mean, a whole new way of of thinking in life, right? A whole whole new faith directive. How how was that received? How how did you make friends right there initially? Because mm-hmm. coming from somebody like me, I grew up in church. Yeah. Um, and so I've always been surrounded by the faith community, but yeah. coming in like that, how was that? You know, Brandon, there were many people that didn't say a word to me. Mm. They didn't say a word to me. I didn't look like your average church kid at mm, all. Yeah. And so, um, but there were women there that they'd come over and say hello to me. They'd sit with me every Sunday. They'd, you know, come to our class with, you know, mm. and get to know us and, um, I think it was a mix of two different things, two different kinds of people going on there. Yeah. 
which was actually refreshing because, you know what, you walk into church, you'd never really been. <laughs> I didn't go to church when I was a kid. Um, hmm. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, and so when you have these people that, well, they don't want anything to do with you. They don't say hello. They don't talk to you. You're thinking, why would I go here? What's the difference, you know? But then there's other people that just totally embrace yeah. you and love on you. And that's really what made me think, I, I got to do this. I'm doing this. Yeah. 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 So you say a group of people at the church <clears throat> led you to the Lord. Um like what was it? What was it that you finally went? Oh man, this is this is what I need to do. Uh, do you remember that moment? I do, I do. I went home from church one afternoon, and I'm sitting in my apartment. I'm living alone, and I just totally sat on the floor and cried mm-hmm. and cried and cried some more. And I knew I I truly believe that was the Holy Spirit telling me, <laughs> welcome. <clears throat> You know, yeah. it was just that feeling of, and I, the ladies at the church had given me a Bible, and I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm starting reading, and you know, of course, at those moments, you, you open up to the Psalms, <laughs> that <laughs> just get you right there, yeah. and so I I really sat there that day and felt different, mm. and I think that was the Holy Spirit. I think I had truly figured out. I just accepted Christ, and it's happening. Yeah. You know? So that was in that was in 2004. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're on staff at, at, at Lake Church now. I am. So when did you come on staff at Lake Church? 2011. Okay. So between between 2004 and 2011, you were working at the airport still? Huh, there's a crazy thing. So uh, Dave and I were both working out there. Okay. And uh, we were dating. And management out there said that two people in management could not date. And I said, hmm, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Might have been no the easiest I, decision of her life. No thinking about that. I, one, right? I quit. I quit. I totally wanted that life more than all these people that had been partying with for mm, the last yeah. five years. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, so I gave my two-week notice. Yeah, so that, okay, so that's another question. You grew up in a life in Detroit as mm-hmm. a partier. You came to Texas working in the airport. Still uh, a time frame between coming to Texas and becoming a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So you remained a part of your coming to Texas? So when I came to Texas, I was yeah, 23. Yeah. Okay. I met Dave when I was 41. Okay. So that whole time in that between whole time, there, okay. it's a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you just found a place. You just moved the party from Detroit to Texas. That's I exactly gotcha. what I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There was when yeah. we when I came down here, there were six of us that came down okay. from Detroit. Three of them had jobs already. I had already had my son. He was hmm. just under two when we got here. So, so I didn't when, go to work right away. Yeah. So when did you quit the airport? Two thousand four. Okay. So you. you Became a Christian in 2004. You quit the airport in yep. 2004. You started Ooh. dating Dave in 2004. I did. 2004 was a big year. Big a year, big apparently. year for yeah, me. No year. kidding. Yeah. All right. So 2004 to 2011, mm-hmm. before coming on staff at the church here, what did you do then? What, what? Oh, you know what? There's a couple of stories in there. I uh, I didn't work. Yeah. I didn't work. Dave worked. Okay. We got married. I We moved into his house. We already paid for We moved into his house. <laughs> and so uh, I didn't work. Dave worked. I stayed home. Um and then my grandboys, they were little 
five, seven, and nine, I was the totem school, pick them yeah. up, take them, pick them up, yeah. kind of grandma. I didn't work. I stayed home. Yeah. So before before we go on to the, all you know the other questions on the list today, I want to know a couple things. Number one, you you transferred from a party lifestyle to um, having Christ in your heart. Yep. Did you lose friends? Oh boy. Over that. Yes, I did. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, I did. Um, there were four or five people that I had hung around with for years and mm. years here in Texas. And uh, once I found Christ, they didn't really want anything to do with that. Yeah. Mm. They just kind of, yeah, went off their own way and you go do what you want to do and we'll keep doing this. It, you know, when I look back at that now, I think, no, I should have shared Christ with them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I really should have shared Christ with them. Yeah. And um, I didn't find myself going back to find them. Actually, I don't. I, I always tell Dave, Ben, when you go to glory, I'm going to need these people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need these people at church because mm -hmm. they're, they're going to keep me there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of fear of going back to find these people. That's always in the back of my mind. What if I did go find them? Yeah. yeah, I'd probably have a beer. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But you were a baby Christian at the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, even much. even long, you know, Christians for a long time mm -hmm. have a hard time sharing yeah. the gospel with people sometimes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so, so you're dealing with um, the loss of, of these friends, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not the first one in these episodes mm -hmm. to talk about losing friendships and yeah. losing um, a whole lifestyle because but, of Christ. But you, you know? know what, Jeff? If When I look back at it, yeah, I don't think they really were my friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. I really don't think they were my friends. Yeah. There are people here at Lake Church. They know my background. Mm -hmm. They stick right there beside me. Mm -hmm. That's my friends. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Um, the next question that I had before moving on was, uh, you had a 17-year-old son when you became yeah, I did. How did that affect and change him and his life? You know, I think it affected him more because he saw his mother becoming someone different. In a good way? In a or, good way. Yeah. I wasn't coming home hungover, yeah. the next, mm -hmm. you know, drunk and hungover the next morning or or maybe I didn't even come home at all that night, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he saw the better part of his mother. And we've talked about it. We've we've yeah. had conversations about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's still not <clears throat> I don't want to say he's still not. He um he sees the Lord working mm. in my life, even now. Mm. And I really truly believe he's beginning to see it hit the Lord work in his life. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. How old is he now? <laughs> oh gosh, you're gonna age me. James <laughs> James, um, last October he turned 42. Okay. All right. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. So now you're on staff here at Lake Church. Um, how did you end up here? Oh, David. My Dave was going to Lake Arlington Baptist Church when we got married. Okay. And so I just naturally came to church with him. Sure. There's a whole other cool story. You see how God works. <laughs> oh, yes. Let me tell you what. When I came to Lake Church with Dave, he was teaching the senior adults. About three months went by, and I said, Dave, can we just go to a class more our age? <laughs> he said, no, this is where the Lord wants us right now. I'm like, okay, I'll follow your lead, right? <laughs> a couple months more, more went by, and I said, Dave, can we go to another class now? No, no, we can't. Here's the crazy thing. August, 
His mother passed away. Mm -hmm. January, my sister passed away. April, my mother passed away. And now I'm looking at these people and they're like, they're, they're, they're my mother-in-law, they're my big sister, they're my mom. Yeah. And I will tell you, these senior adults totally became my mother. They didn't have any qualms about telling me what to do, <laughs> you know. So yeah. um, that's when we when I first came to Lake Carlington. And then Eric got a hold of Dave and said, can you teach young adults? <laughs> Dave just kind of looked at him like, hmm. <laughs> so we went to teaching young adults. And we did that for, I don't know, eight or nine years, I guess. Mm -hmm. So coming, that was 2011, you started coming to the church. Mm -hmm. Or was it 2011 when you got no, hired? Hired. Okay. To 2005 uh, is when I came to like Okay. Carlin, to so five. in 2011, you got hired and you became on staff. How did yes. that come about? So uh, I was actually working at home for a guy, um, a, a gentleman that came here to Lake Church. And I was working part-time for him make inspection money on the side. Well, his business went under. So, and he knows, Eric and him knew each other. Mm -hmm. And so he, I don't know, really know how that happened. Eric came to me and said, do you need a job? About a month after I just lost my job. Mm. And so I said, mm, sure. So Eric asked me if I wanted to come work for Katrina. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, attending since 2005, mm -hmm. on staff since 2011, mm -hmm. I would imagine you have hours upon hours of endless stories of God working that you've seen through this church. Wow. Uh, can you share like maybe just one or two? Sure. Uh, you've seen God just kind of work either in your life or yours and Dave's life or, or something since you've been here at this church. Yes. Because here's what I'm getting at. So 2004, you became a Christian. 2005, you started coming to this church. Mm -hmm. So practically your entire Christian life has been at this church. Yep, it has. So this is where your spiritual growth has taken place also. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me how you've seen the Lord work that's kind of helped to um, allow you to grow and become closer to him through your time here. So the first thing that comes to my mind is August 2017, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. You know, you you have to find the joy in all things. Yeah. All things good and all things bad. Mm. You have to find the joy. And so, um, it, you know, when you're first, well, you wouldn't know. They When you have to do chemo, they insert a point, uh, port, okay? And that's surgery, full-out surgery. They, I mean, they, they stick this thing. And so they insert a port, and uh, I went and did that. And that... That day I woke up from that operation, that surgery, and there was a lady standing there. And I'm just looking at her. She introduced herself. She was the nurse. When you have breast cancer, Texas Oncology assigns a nurse to you that walks through the entire time with you, wow. which is great. Um, anyway, she's standing there, and we introduced ourselves, and she's looking at my paperwork, and she says, I see that you work at Lake, or you work at Lake Arlington Baptist Church. And I said, yes, I do. She said, you know what? You're going to be okay. <laughs> she, said, she said, yeah. Is there some kind of a contract with the church? No. Or? <laughs> no. No. Just kind of looked at her. She said, no, that's a praying church. Mm -hmm. People will be praying for you. You're going to be okay. I totally saw God working right then and there. Yeah. Who who does that? Right. Yeah. How does that happen? You, 
you can't make stuff like that up. Mm-hmm. That's God working. And I tell you what, I was okay. And there were people on staff then as I walked through that four months of chemo that every week someone would ask me, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Or what song can I play for you? Mm-hmm. Another coworker made me a CD with all this really cool music on it. And I'm laying up in bed all sick. And I just plugged that CD in and... Mm. That's when I found joy in God right then mm. and there. I'm telling you, you in those moments that you think, what on earth is happening? Why am I going through this? You have to know that God is there. Mm-hmm. You have to. Even the oncologist, the breast surgeon, you know, my Dave, he will talk to anyone about Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, and he so will. we're sitting in that doctor's office, and it's Dr. Ojo, and he says, can I ask you a question? Sure. She says, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? She just kind of looked at him. She said, yes, sir, I do. Mm-hmm. Right then and there, she prayed for me. The breast surgeon, she's mm-hmm. sitting there praying for me. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to be Okay. That's another reason how I know God mm. is there. He's there. God Almighty. Yeah, so I, I can't imagine going through what you went through and <clears throat> being alongside of you for some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us what that what that day-to-day looked like and how you gripped tighter to Christ in the midst of fight that fight with cancer? Wow. You know what, Brendan? I think... Um, you know, we can sit and talk about reading God's Word every day mm. and uh, having your quiet time with Him. But I'm going to tell you, unless you, you truly know what it means to abide with Christ, mm. I, I don't think you can get to that next point. And I, I figured that out when I was really sick, when I, you know, my hair's falling out. People would say, how are you doing? <laughs> my hair's falling out. <laughs> I'm okay. No. Um you have to find that joy in Christ. And to do that, you have to know how to abide in him. Mm. And so um, here's a couple of things. One, Dave and I got up one morning. I wasn't feeling well. We were on the way to the doctor's office. And we get outside, and there is a deacon sitting out there on my bench in my front yard. <laughs> Dave said, hey, what are you doing? He said, I'm sitting here praying for your wife. Mm. <laughs> like, who does that? God's people do that. That's right. You think 20 years ago I would have gotten that out of those friends I was sitting in a bar drinking a beer with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. So I, I've seen God work in so many ways that just the fact that I got a job at Lake Church. I always want to say Lake Carlington. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll edit yeah. that out later. It's yeah. okay. No, it's fine. It, it is. It was Lake Arlington Baptist Church for many years. Yeah. That that oh, was good. God's work in me getting a job here. Mm-hmm. It was. Two guys that were here at the church knew each other and knew that, you know, I just lost a job and I needed some work. So hmm. I saw God work in many ways, many yeah. ways. In the senior adults, too. Them just coming and loving on me because you have to know, Dave and I are 10 years apart. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I look like his little sister, but the senior adults just embraced me. They loved me. Hmm. 
They guided me. They taught me when I got here to this church. It's amazing that they're how God's people love. So I want to point something out. It's very interesting to me. In 2020, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So she had a double double mastectomy. Mastectomy? Is that what what it's called? I don't know. Anyway, she did all that. She didn't have to do the chemo, Mm -hmm. but she did all the other stuff. Through that time, and one of these days when we get childcare, I'll have her on the show here to talk about all that stuff. But during that time, the one word that came to her mind, came to her heart that basically centered everything for her was abide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's the word. She actually started a little Facebook group called Abide <laughs> that she you know put her close personal friends on to keep them updated through the process. Um, and, and I thought that you just said that exact <laughs> same thing. And I thought, wow, that, you know, two completely separate people going through the same yeah. thing pretty much with the same you know, um, thought about how to handle that. The you know? sovereignty of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let me just add, are you complete remission? I am. Okay. Five years. Nice. Yep. Yeah. 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 Good deal. Yeah, Good deal. I, you know, um, I opted for all that chemo and radiation and surgery. Because here's another. Is that because it's spread? Another God thing. So I normally do um, annual checkups Mm -hmm. in January. And so January, I had gotten my mammogram done. Well, my insurance changed. So August that year, I thought, ooh, I'm going to go get another one just because I want to, you know, how much is that going to cost me and all this? And so August, I went. Well, between January and August, that a tumor had grown to a two centimeter. Mm. Yeah, I know somebody bigger than two centimeters. That's my God, mm-hmm. right? So it had grown that much. And so um, the oncologist said, "We have you have options. We can do surgery or we can get really aggressive with chemo. And I said, you know what? We're going to re- eradicate this thing. Let's get aggressive. Mm-hmm. So it was my choice. Mm. It was my choice to go through all that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now, she, she had a spot that was so small, the doctors were even amazed that the radiologist whoever saw it mm-hmm. um yeah. but no she's like you know what we'll, we don't need all this yeah <laughs> let's, let's take let's yeah. get taken care of well, and you know so yeah. it's, hard hard times though um so she and again i need to have her come tell the story but yep. she really struggled the second she got the news mm-hmm. right so um anyway it's just just a just a it was a good time and it was a hard time. Yes. You know, at the same time. And, and what's yeah. what's great about it too is that she, and you may be the same way, she's had really close friends who've been diagnosed since mm-hmm. and had to go. And so she's been able to be there for them. Yeah. Having to go through the same things. Yeah. I yeah. often go back to the infusion room mm. where you get your chemo treatments. Yeah. And I, the same nurses are there. I'll go back and see them, but I'll yeah. visit with women that are in that infusion room and, you know, I'll pray for them. And some of them don't know Christ, but they'll let you stand there and pray yeah. for them. And what a great yeah. you know, opportunity. And, yeah. um, just to be a witness to how God can work. Sure. Mm. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Okay. So you kind of, <laughs> You covered this a little bit, but I'm going to ask you again. So let's rewind 
and take you back to your 18-year-old self. Yikes. And you get to sit down and have now, you know, if you're a sci-fi person, you know that you can't sit down and talk to yourself from the past. Okay. Right. It's like it's, a big paradoxical yeah. thing that's gonna just basically ruin the world. <laughs> but anyway, let's say you can sit down with your 18-year-old self and have a conversation. What would your conversation be? What would you tell? Wow. Yourself. Mm. My my follow up to that would be, well, how much time do I have? Yeah, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got a lot of things to say, bro. Uh, but yeah. Uh, listen to your mother more and respect your mother more. Mm. Huh. I truly wish I was closer to my mom. I I don't think I would have gone through all of those years of that party lifestyle had I built a better relationship with my mom. Mm. I would tell my myself, know your mother better. So I know you said you didn't grow up in church. Was your do you think your mom was a believer at all? Or there's another God story. I do now. Yeah. Growing up, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. But um my mother had a difficult childhood. Hmm. Um, she was born out of wedlock. She had to go live with her biological father. He died when she was eleven. Hmm. Then the state says, Well, you have to go live with your biological mother mm. who was married to a stout Catholic man mm. didn't like my mother because he, she was not her chi his child wow. a lot of story going on right there but um, I, I think that when my mother lived with her biological father she came to know Christ mm. but then when she came to live with her mother and her stepfather that was not a part of her life anymore. Mm -hmm. And here's how I know that. When I was growing up, my mother would always sing a certain song. She would hum it more than say the words because my dad was not a church man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I came to Lake Arlington, I got to know the senior about adults and they would sing these old hymns. <laughs> My mother always sang victory in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Until I came to know Christ and came to this church, and I'm hearing these people sing this song, and I'm like, oh, that's what my mother did, mm. you know? So when my mom died, and my brother and I went through all her stuff, we found, found her Bible, and there was places in there she had written where she had prayed for her children. Mm. She had underlined all kinds of stuff in her Bible. I think the whole book of John was probably highlighted, mm -hmm. you know? And I said, Mike, mom knew Jesus. Mom knew Jesus. Two days later, my brother came to know Christ. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Is do, that a God do you think story? So, so you grew up partying. Was, was it you that was rebellious and not being close? In other words, if you think that you were closer to your mom. No, it was me. Do you think that those, if you had been closer to her, do you think that that closeness and those conversations would have helped to develop that relationship with Christ between the both of you a lot earlier. Yes, I do. Mm. Yes, I yeah, do. Wow. My dad was very anti-church. Mm -hmm. My mother didn't go to church at all. I, In fact, growing up, I don't even remember my mom holding her Bible, mm. you know. But somehow or another, she found time without dad around to read her Bible. And yeah. so, yes, I, I believe that. I probably would have known Christ earlier had I built a better relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we have come to the point in our podcast where we kind of lighten it up a little bit. Um, just play a little fun game here at the end. Do you want to play a game? You play sure. Game? There's no money for the <laughs> Go winner. Go for it. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> well, this is called This or That. So I'm going to ask you one or the other. And you tell me which one you which one you think, and then give a little reason why. Okay. Okay. I've got a special one at the end for you. Yeah, I'm gonna play with you. Just for you. you Okay. Okay. So vacation or staycation? Staycation. Okay. Just like to be at home? I like to be at home. Sure. Mm, I'm going to have to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, what's funny is I could go somewhere and do the exact same thing I do at home. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, my wife and I just, in first week in January, we went to Broken Bow, got in a cabin. Yeah, we went shopping. But it was just her and I. Mm-hmm. And we just... Do what we do at home. <laughs> just somewhere else. Just somewhere else by ourselves. It was great. I like being at home. Yeah. I, I, I'm a huge extrovert, go and do, but I've learned recently that being at home and being a little more at peace and stationary is good for my health. So mm-hmm. I, I, would pro- I would probably pick vacation, but um, staycation is growing up, but going up on the charts for me. Early bird or night owl? Oh, early bird. I'm an early bird. I am up sometimes by 4.35 o'clock. Oh, gosh. A.M. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, by 9 p.m., I'm out like a light. <laughs> See, I'm I done. have the curse of being both. <laughs> done. I am. Yeah. I get up at 5 a.m. for work, and then I'm in bed at 10, 11 o'clock. Just depends. Mm-hmm. I have the curse of both. I don't want to be. So I would I would rather go to bed at 9 p.m. Yeah. I don't mind getting up at 5. Yeah. 5 is easy. Even, even when you don't, it's weird. Even when you don't have anything to do that day, I'm up by 6.37 making right. coffee. Yeah. yeah. I function you, better in the morning. Yeah. My yeah. coworkers will tell you that because I bake in the morning. I bring Ooh, stuff. Ooh, you bake. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been the recipient of many of those. And they're mm-hmm. very good. Just saying, that would have been a good thing to bring to a podcast. Yeah. Coffee or tea. <laughs> Should have scheduled me at 6.45 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee or tea? <laughs> Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a tea guy. Mm. I used to be coffee for a while, but I've Cold or hot? Hot. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll drink cold too, but I prefer to. Hot tea. Hot tea. Okay. Vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. Vanilla. Because you can always put chocolate on it. True statement. Vanilla. I'm a plain kind of guy, so yeah, yeah vanilla. Okay. All right. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, on the the vanilla and chocolate. So I'm not a, not a big ice cream fan. That's what I would equate both of those two. Whoa! So, I know. On, I know. Hold on. I know. Hold on. I know. <laughs> you say that again. So I'm not a big ice cream clear. fan. I know. Whoa. I know. Whoa. <laughs> so that makes a bit that was a little problematic on us being friends. I'm just I know. Saying. I know. It, it, you're not the only one either. Okay. I've, I've right. had T.J. Right. Lewis and I have had this conversation many times. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is why T.J. and I are friends. <laughs> That's right. Okay? That's right. <laughs> uh, waffles or pancakes? I think that depends on where you go. Okay, yeah, it does. <clears throat> if it's at home, pancakes. <clears throat> depends on where you. Yeah, go. if I'm at home, I'm wa- I'm, I'm I'm waffles. Yeah, but, frozen but or if, homemade? Oh no, ho- homemade's better. Yeah, you know, okay. and, yeah, you can always do frozen, but homemade's better. But if I'm at IHOP, 
that I'm, that I'm getting the pancakes with the strawberry banana topping with whipped cream and powdered sugar. <laughs> okay. Judy Fruity is The right? eggs and the bacon are just kind of you gotta static. Get to, you got to get through those real quick so you can get to the pancakes. <laughs> right. I'm a blueberry pancake guy, but oh, I would nice. prefer waffle uh, all the time. Talking or listening? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I, I think it's who in your room with. <laughs> you if you're in the room with Dave, I'm listening. Sorry, Dave. You can cut that out. <laughs> um, Maybe not. Listening. I will say listening, but a lot of my friends will tell you talking. Yeah. I think you're a good mix of both. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think what I prefer. I prefer to not talk. And yet you have a podcast. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's so weird. Um, I, I, <laughs> but you know what's funny about the podcast, though? Yeah, yeah, we do. We talk. We do. Right? But the guest is is usually doing about 80% of the talking in a podcast. True. So um, I prefer to listen, um, not just in the podcast, but I think, I think everywhere I prefer to be the one listening and not the one talking, which is mm. funny because I, I, I do public speaking and I do you know, teach yeah. classes and stuff like that so I don't mind public speaking I don't mind talking I don't mind I love preaching but I can't you know but I would still prefer to listen so yeah I'm, right. ta- I'm a talker yeah I was gonna say Brent. I'm a talker I'm learning to listen you can ask my wife she definitely would say I'm learning I'm on <laughs> the beginner class there uh, guacamole or salsa uh, oh you can't do that you <laughs> That's not, that's blasphemy. You can't do that. Uh, I would have to say salsa, but guacamole is a hard second. I'd have to okay. say salsa. Okay, salsa. Uh, I don't do guacamole. Not unless I'm going to mix it with a bunch of other stuff. That's my favorite vegetable. Yeah. So I like guacamole, but I like to mix salsa in my guacamole. Oh, there you go. So I can yeah. have the best of both worlds. Uncle Julio's salsa. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Hamburger or hot dog? Hamburger. Yep. Yep. All day. Mm-hmm. Last one. But yep. why? Why? I'll tell you why I prefer hamburgers. Why do you prefer hamburgers? Because you don't know what's in a hot dog. Exactly. I don't care if it's in a package. You don't know what's <laughs> in, in a hot dog. dog. <laughs> I mean, technically, you don't necessarily know what's in a hamburger either because you yeah. can see how it's made. However, I understand what it you're saying. It looks like a cow. It does look like a cow. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Last one, specifically made for you. Mm-hmm. Michigan Wolverines or Texas Rangers? Oh, no, Brandon. That's like guacamole and salsa. I know. That's why I asked <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm going with Texas Rangers. I don't want to lose my friends here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that funny? With Texas Rangers. I, I will, I will say that. Yeah. 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 That's for great. sure. I'll figure it as much. So we like to finish our podcast with asking our guests what their favorite scripture is. And and not necessarily a verse. Specifically, it could be a chapter, it could be a storyline, it could be a character. Um, just which part of Scripture, and I know this is probably the hardest question I ask any guest, is which part of Scripture really touches your heart the most? It, uh, it's got to be the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Psalm 46 mm-hmm. just hits me. You, you just have to stop and know. Mm-hmm. Stop and know I'm God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Psalm 46. But there's so many stories in there that, Wow that just take you right onto the page mm. with the story, you know? I love uh, reading through First and Second Kings. Mm. Yeah. 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 A lot going on there. 
A lot of good stuff. A lot oh, of good wow. stories. Yeah. But my fir- favorite New Testament book is Philippians, I think. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. So I, I love that you said Psalm 46. So how hard is it for us to be still? Mm, it's very hard. It is. Especially in our society, right? I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Ha, ha, let me ask you. So, so in your daily quiet time with Christ, do you literally shut off your cell phone? Yes. But that's not hard for me to do. I can go 24 hours without uh, that phone. <laughs> See, I have a job. I have a job where I kind of have to keep it on all the time, but still, yeah, it's no. like uh, I can go in the midst of reading something. You got the bzz, ding, bzz, you know, stuff happening all no. the time. No. Yeah, sometimes it's hard. Just I to turn stop the TV off too. And be so, still. so I've actually switched because I use my phone for everything as well. Yeah, but I've actually switched to airplane mode because mm-hmm. I have the ESV downloaded on my phone, and then I'll switch my watch to the same thing so that I don't get yeah the alerts during that time, and that's really helped a lot. But, you know, when you're in your quiet time, your brain starts going 100 different directions. It does, right? yeah. Like what's for dinner. and Well, my ADHD brain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for but sure. You know what I've le- here's what I've learned to do because I'm a foodie. Mm. And so uh, I'll be in my quiet time and I'll start thinking about, oh, that recipe. I should make that recipe. And then I'll say, you know what, Lord, I need to go to the store. Why don't you go with me and we'll go buy that stuff for that recipe together. Yeah. And so I, I like try that. to keep myself with him. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really hard to do. Um, I heard somebody give an illustration years ago. Couldn't tell you who it was or anything or what even started the conversation. But um, they were talking about, have you ever fallen asleep while praying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we've all done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were talking about how God feels about that. And and then they applied it to like quiet times and things like that. Right. And so you, to your point of your mind kind of straying in the midst of a quiet time, so imagine a dad with his baby, right? His, his his baby or toddler or even, you know, whatever. And they're just spending time together, right? Is the dad upset when the baby transfers focus to something else Not at all. or starts looking at something else? Or is, there, is the dad upset when, you know, um, the baby just falls asleep in his arms nope. or anything mm-hmm. like that? You know, no. I mean, he's not. I mean, sure, we're going to stray. We're going to think about other, you know, things. Our mind's going to go crazy. My mind goes crazy. I got ADHD. And no doubt, <laughs> I know that the enemy tries to mm-hmm. make my mind right. stray. Yeah. So it's a it's a real hard focus for me. You know, I'm, a, I'm in law enforcement. Promotional exams my whole life has been hard. Studying for college and things like that has always been hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what studying was in high school yeah. um, because I couldn't. I couldn't sit down and focus. It takes a lot more effort to do that. And mm-hmm. I think with believers, whether you have ADHD or not, it takes more effort to sit down and spend time with God because the enemy doesn't want us to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And tries to distract us. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that God's mad at us because we started in scripture and we ended in how to fix the fence, you know? Yeah. Do, you, <laughs> so, do you really ever think he gets mad at us? Uh, I mean, no. And, and interestingly, I've in the past three or four months, I've been learning a lot about how God feels about us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are accepted, right? And so he He thinks highly of us. He accepts us. Um, does he get disappointed in the decisions that we make? I think so, yeah. Does he get mad at us? I don't think so. Um, not, I'm, you know, mad and I don't know. It's, it's, there's a whole bunch that I've, I've been <laughs> digging into lately as far as that goes. But yeah, um, I think he gets very disappointed sometimes. Yes. He's not. 
but he doesn't get mad at right. us. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because to abide in him is to be like him, and to be like him is to love. Mm. And he loves. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Perfectly. Thank Sue, you. thanks for coming thanks. and doing this. I think we've been bugging you for a while to get on here, but <laughs> yeah. finally made yeah. it happen. We need to get through the holidays. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Yep. Thank you very much Absolutely. for coming. Appreciate it. Yep. Folks, if you want to learn more about who Jesus is, visit us at thetestamentpod.com. That's thetestamentpod.com. And click on the gospel message at the top of the page. Also, you can click on the Testament Podcast tab and learn more about our podcast and see what our most recent episodes are that we've launched. In addition, we're always looking for guests who want to brag on God. So please send yourself or someone you know to thetestamentpod.com and drop us a line with your interest. Or email us at thetestamentpod at gmail.com. We'll send you all the information we need in order to book you for an interview. Remember, do your part. Help us get these testimonies out there. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and then like and share our posts so your friends can see what we're doing too. So thanks everybody for listening. Bye.